Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Hey, how's everybody doing today? How are you guys doing good? It's, uh, it's great to see you. Hey, would you please help me welcome in all of our locations right now and everyone watching online. It's great to, so glad that you're with us today at Celebration. I know that it's a, it's a holiday weekend and the kids are off of school Monday, so a lot of people might be traveling this weekend and hopefully you're tuning in online as we are continuing our series, Marriage, Family, and Civilization. And a couple of things before I get into today's message, I just wanna remind everyone, first of all, all the, the girls, all the ladies in the house, look, shine is 12 days away. Can y'all believe that? And, um, and, um, there's, there's a few spots left, but you know, we, we, we say that a lot and there is, there also, there's few, a few spots left, but it's really gonna sell out this year. That's, I, I think, because we have Beth Moore, you know, who's like packing out stadiums right now. And so it really is gonna sell out. So I just, I really wanna encourage you to go online and register over this next week or there's a good chance that, that you're just not gonna be able to get in. And, uh, and of course, you know, Shine is all first and foremost for all the girls uh, in our house and celebration. And then also I wanna say that tonight at the 5.30 service, Carrie and I are gonna be doing some of the Q&A. We're gonna take some of the questions that you turned in uh, over the series, a lot of questions about sexuality. Um, we're gonna be talking about that. Just a lot of questions. I do wanna warn everyone tonight, we'll be PG-13. Okay, PG-13, maybe PG-15. Uh, so, uh, so I just need to let you know about that, but we're gonna be addressing some of those questions and there, there's just a, a lot of questions about a lot of things. And uh, so we'll be talking about those and, and answering some questions on divorce as well. So that'll be tonight at 5.30. It'll be different from today. And uh, today I'm really excited about what we're gonna talk about. If you have your Bibles, I'm just gonna ask you to, this is a great one, especially for all of you new believers, new followers of Jesus, you're gonna be able to find this passage of scripture really easy. Are you ready? Genesis chapter one. Come on, somebody. Just hit someone next to you, say, I'm there. I can do that one. If you brought your, your Bible or your Bible on your iPhone, we're gonna to go to Genesis chapter one. I'm gonna get there in just a moment. Before I get into today's message, I do want to um, honor and give credit to uh, Pastor Jimmy Evans. Y'all know Pastor Jimmy Evans, who's over the marriage today. Uh, they reach millions and millions of homes through their weekly television broadcast. Uh, well, Pastor Jimmy's also a presbyter. He's one of my overseers and a presbyter and overseer of celebration. So anytime we do a series on marriage and family, I always go to Pastor Jimmy. He's, uh, he's the man. And so a lot of the content of today's message and in the series, I wanna give him full credit for. And he's got some uh, marriage and family today. They go to their website. They have some great, great resources for you. Hundreds of resources, great messages, great books. And I really encourage you uh, to take advantage of that. And of course, usually we host Jimmy once a year and he does a, a big marriage and family event for us. And uh, he's just a great, great great guy. So uh, let me go ahead and pray and we will get into today's message, okay? And I'm really excited about today's message. Um, I want to talk to you about 
why marriage? And kind of look at the big picture purpose of marriage. And uh, once again, I want to say, look, no matter where you are, if you you know, if you're on your first marriage or your fifth marriage, I, I don't want you to kind of go into the past and be like, oh well, man, I messed that up and I messed that up. Well, I wish I would have known this back then. Look, we can't live there. Amen. The Bible says that forgetting those things that are behind, we press forward to the high call of God in Christ Jesus. So we're looking forward, we're looking to where you are now. Look, if you're single, that's great. Even if God calls you to be single for the rest of your life. The, the, the goal with this series is that what we wanna do, we wanna elevate marriage where we have the right perspective on what marriage truly is and, and, and really why we get married because in our culture, and I'm gonna get into this, but our culture, see, once you take God out of the picture, marriage becomes all about you. And it was never intended to be all about you. Marriage was never intended. Your spouse was not made to fulfill all of your love needs and all of your emotional needs. Only God can fill all those needs. And so your spouse is gonna always, yeah, come on, give, give God a hand for that. Only God can meet all of your needs. And so that's why so many people go into marriage with wrong expectations. And, and of course that leads down a bad uh, path. Okay, so let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for today. God, I pray in these next 30 minutes or so, Lord, um, as we look at the big picture of why marriage, uh, God, that we would understand your purpose for marriage. And we give you all the thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, and if I had a title for this message, it would be, in his image, in his image. Let's look at this, Malachi, before we get to Genesis chapter one, let's look at Malachi chapter two. I just wanna pull one verse out on Malachi two. It says, uh, God says, Judah has dealt treacherously and an abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem, for Judah has profaned the Lord's Holy institution. Everybody say holy institution. Judah has profaned the Lord's holy institution. Do you see that? It's the Lord's. He instituted it. He originated marriage. Marriage was God's idea. Profane the Lord's holy institution, which he loves. He has married the daughter of a foreign God. So what's going on in the big picture here? Uh, the children of Israel are intermarrying with other races and religions. Now look, this is not a race thing or a color thing or anything like that. What they're doing is they're, they're intermarrying into people that, that worship pagan gods. And so what God is saying here is that, look, you've turned marriage, the holy institution that's mine, that I created, you have turned this holy institution into something that it was never meant to be. See, you, you, you must have this idea that there's not this higher purpose for marriage because you have no problem going out and just marrying anyone. And even though they don't, they, don't, they don't have your beliefs, they don't have your value system. In fact, the, the kind of the New Testament principle from this Old Testament scripture would be when Paul says in Corinthians, what? Do not be what? Unequally yoked. He's talking about, look, when you get into marriage, okay, it's fine, friends and all that, but when we're talking about marriage, we're talking about something that's much bigger and has a much higher purpose than just you. 
And someone that is willing to marry someone that doesn't have their faith in Jesus, what that says is, is that your faith is just not really that important to you. This is what God is saying right here. He's like, what are you guys doing? Is your, your, don't you understand what my holy institution is? Do, do, you, do you devalue your relationship with me and your faith in me so much that you're gonna just make this all about your needs and what you wanna do and kind of put me on the, the back burner? See, it's so important that we understand in our culture today, listen, that marriage, watch. Now, it's celebration. We reached a lot of people. I mean, some of you today from this message, you are gonna be just like, wow. I mean, this is like, like, you talk about like, you've never heard of this, because why? Because the media and everything in our secular society is pumping to you something that is totally opposite and anti-God from what marriage really is and from what God's intent for marriage is. So here's what we need to understand. See, our, our culture, our culture that has taken God out of society, our culture loves romance. Oh, we value romance, but we devalue marriage. We, we love being in love, but we don't love marriage. We love romance, but marriage, you know, all the shows about romance and the movies and the romance and the bachelor and the bachelorette and who's getting the rose and give me my rose, give me my rose. And somehow we have this idea that marriage is just supposed to be this kind of unending rose. It's a rose, there's a rose garden and we're, it's an unending romance. And so whenever that romance starts to fade, well, something must be wrong. I need another rose. I need, he's not the one, she's not the where's of my rose. See, when you understand the bigger purpose for marriage, it's the Lord's holy institution. Here's the first thing, watch. Marriage is God's institution and it's holy. Here's what that means. That God created marriage, it's holy, that means it's set apart. It has a special purpose, it has a higher purpose. Marriage is not about just us, it's about God, look. It belongs to him. It's the Lord's institution. And so in other words, watch. When we get married, why should people get married? This is original intent. Let me ask all of you followers of God. You know why you get married? You don't just get married because you're attracted to someone and you think you're compatible with them. Yes, that's, that's great. But you know what? First and foremost, marriage is for God. So why is marriage for God? Because God has a higher purpose than just your romance. See, and we live in a world that so when you take God out of the equation, well then, you can justify anything. If you're married, look, why did you come to church today? I hope that you came to church for God. I hope you came to church for God. Now, some of you are like, well, my wife made me. Why don't you hurry up and get through this message? I already don't like it. Listen, 
But watch, regardless of how we feel, right? What do we do on Sundays? We've honored, we, we understand, we honor God's house. We wanna be faithful like God says, so we come to church, why? For God. Maybe you didn't hear your favorite worship songs today. Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe for whatever, you, you know, you're, you're looking for a different message from me and you're not getting that today, okay? But we don't come to church whether I'm preaching or someone else is preaching, whether you're gonna have your favorite worship leader or favorite songs or not, come on. We come to church for God. Same thing, watch. Why do we tithe? We don't tithe because, oh, I just love giving away 10% of my income. And watch, we don't tithe when it's convenient or when it's not convenient. Why do we tithe? Because Jesus is Lord of our life, because God is first, so we tithe what? For God, it's an act of worship. The tithe is sacred, it's set apart. First and foremost, it's for God. I, well, I'm not, watch. Even though I love my church, even though I love all the things we do, when I'm giving my tithe, I'm not giving it to the church. Yes, it's going to the church, but I'm giving it as an act of worship to God. It is my giving to God. You wanna know why I'm married to Carrie? I love Carrie, we fell in love. We had all the romance, we traded roses. We still have that in seasons. You get a few kids, man. Our romance is going on the back burner for a little bit. But I didn't get married. Carrie and I aren't married for perpetual romance. Carrie and I didn't get married. You know, when we got married, it was sickness and health, poverty or wealth. It was till death do us part. Why? Because we got married for God. Our marriage is for God. God is first. It's all about God. Now, if you take God out of the equation, why are you getting married? Or why stay married? Or what, like, you take God, see, that's where our society is. So all of the media and the culture, what it's pumping at us, what it's pumping at our young people is what? Is, is marriage, it's about their definition of love which is a lot of romance and everybody always being good and nice to each other and, 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 and you know, some kind of a contract thing. Did you know we actually read, Carrie and I read just the other day, they're coming out with this new thing that they're trying to get past. It's called a marriage lease. Did anybody read about that? No, I'm dead serious. A marriage lease, like why? Where you can, you can get the tax write-offs and stuff or whatever goes with that, but it's like, you know, it's a renewable lease. Just like a car. Is that where we are? In our culture? Take a look at culture. Take a look at sexuality and marriage. Is the culture doing a good job? How's that going for everybody? It's the same thing with sexuality. What? Your sexuality. You know who it is for first and foremost? It's for God. Whoa, man, what do you mean? Watch, look, look, let me, let me show you this verse here. Go to, go to Genesis. 
chapter 126. Now watch. God said this, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. Make sure they catch and eat lots of redfish, lots of trout, lots of red snapper. The government needs to lift that ban. Make sure they hunt ducks and geese and quail and and they eat steak. They over the cattle. And over all the creepers that creeps on the earth, look at someone near you and say, don't be a creeper. <laughs> go back real quick. Wait, do I have 28? No, no, no. Go, okay, go to 27. Go to 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. I'm going to go back to that, but look at verse 28. Then God blessed them and said, look, be fruitful and, and fill the earth and, watch, marriage, family, and civilization. I'm going to give you a sexuality, a powerful sex drive so that you and your wife Because why? Is that, do y'all want that to be, when, I, when instead of me having to say sex or whatever like that, or? No, don't do that. You know what, you know what word I'm not gonna use every time instead of sex? I'm not gonna use the word intimacy. With when a couple has intimacy, when they're intimate with one another, with intimate thieves. Look, but I, I think that's a pretty safe demonstration. I don't. Okay, so look. Then look, God bless. Look, be fruitful and multiply. Feel, look, I'm going to give you a powerful sexuality, so that you will enjoy your marriage and look, so you'll be fruitful and what? M marriage, family, fill the earth and subdue it, and civilization. This is how society is built. This is how God intended civilization to be built. The only thing that God gets out of this whole deal is a family. Family is important to God. God wanted his call to us. To have a healthy sexuality, but to have boundaries around that so that it will be fruitful, so that it will be a blessing, so that it will create wholeness and not brokenness. And so that you can multiply that lineage and hopefully have a godly legacy here on your earth, here on the earth that will lead people to Jesus. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? So, so singles, listen to me. Here's what I'm asking all of our single people that you need to give your sexuality to God. You need to give your sexuality to God. Regardless, watch, of what your attraction is, regardless of who or what, I'm talking about same-sex attraction, I'm talking about any sexuality, okay, listen.
The goal that God has for us is wholeness in our sexual lives. I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this tonight, okay? All of us, we come from brokenness in our sexuality, okay? I'm gonna show you where the devil attacked it right away. But what we need, I'm not saying how your sexuality is, we're all coming from different places, we're all dealing with different things and all that, but what I'm saying is, if you will give your sexuality to God, he will lead you in a process of wholeness and I'm telling you, God will bless you. And I'm telling you, you can live a pure life sexually if you'll give your sexuality to God. Okay, so watch this. So, so go back to verse 26. Here's where just kind of fist bump. You know, we don't do the touch your neighbor here. We do the fist bump. Your neighbor, right? Because you never know who's sitting next to you. You know, touch your neighbor. <laughs> you don't want little germaphobe, whatever. So just fist bump your neighbor. It's a little bit safer. Say, say it's about to get good. It's about to get good. A little fist bump. A little germ-free fist bump there. Okay. Watch this. God said, let us, everybody say us. Let us make man in our image. Look, according to our Likeness, go to, go to 27. So God created man in his own image. Watch this. In the image of God, he created him, but now look who him is. Male and female, he created them. He created mankind, but male and female who created them. Now, just so you'll know, you'll notice that Genesis, Genesis chapter one is the overview of the creation story, Genesis chapter two gives the details. Okay, so you can go into Genesis chapter two and see the kind of the details of Genesis chapter one. But go back to 26 real quick. Let me show you this word here. God said, let us make man in our image. This word for God here, it's the word Elohim. Elohim, Elohim. Whenever this word right here, whenever you see this in Hebrew, I am attached to the end of a word, it's, it's the masculine plural. In other words, this is the masculine plurality. It's like a group of men. So here we have, go back, go back to 26 or, yeah. So here we have, right in the beginning, plurality of men. Wow, we know that God is plural, what? It's one God, but it's what? Three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's why it's, he's called Elohim right here. It's the masculine pure. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit saying, okay, we're gonna create man in our image. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a little demonstration of this. Let me have God come up to the, to the platform right here. Where's my Trinity? Come on. Come on, give my hand, everybody. Give my hand, everybody. I did it. <laughs> come on up here. C come on, a little closer, because I need, I need this on camera. So, yo, come on. Okay, so let me arrange y'all, all right? Okay, so this is, John Reed, I like you being Father God. Is that okay? So you come, you come right here. How about this? Yeah, you're the son. That's big shoes to fill. You're Jesus. So what? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now y'all get close. Y'all get, cl get close, because y'all are one. 
a little bit closer. I, I want to get some big guys to be God, you know, because God's big. Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so look. So y'all are close, right? Look, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. Remember last spring, I kind of gave the, the Trinity 101. Remember what? The, the Father wills it. The Son declares it. And then on the earth, the Holy Spirit makes it happen. It's one God. It's three person. So y'all stay right here. So here's what they said. They said, Elohim, the plural, three persons, one God. Let us, we're going to make man look in our image. Does everyone see the image up here? God's a triune being. Okay, let me have Adam. Where's my Adam? Come on. Come on up here, Adam. Come on. Adam's got dreads. Come on, man. Can y'all see this on camera? Okay, I gotta make sure. Okay, so here's Adam. You know Adam was an island guy, huh, T? Yeah, he was, he was chilling like you. Okay, so watch. Here's what God said. Let us make man in our image. Now watch. Does this look like Elohim, the group of men? This is the image. No, it doesn't. There's three here. There's only one here. So what did God say? God looked. He looked at Adam. He said, this ain't good. In other words, this is incomplete. I need to bring a helper. Our image is incomplete. So what? Let me have Eve. Where's Eve? Come on up, Lisa. Here she comes. It's the mother of all the living. Ha! Come on up. So you, you get on this side of Adam. Okay, just, yeah, yeah, just, just like. Close. Okay, watch. Watch. So what did God do? He took a rib from Adam, right? He made Eve. Now look, now it's male and female. He created them. Now watch, watch. Does that look like them? No, that's only two, right? God is triune, but what did we learn a few weeks ago? That marriage was never intended to be about two people. Two people don't make a great marriage. Three people make a great marriage. So what God knew, what? From the Holy Spirit, that now what? It's a Christ-like man, a Holy Spirit-type woman, and then God in the middle Right here, come on, I'm with you. Let me in here, God's first. Now y'all join hands right there. Now does this look like that? Come on, give God a hand. Y'all stay right. So look, the image of God, he created them. Christ-like man, Holy Spirit-type woman, and God in the middle. This, watch, when God sees a marriage with Jesus in the middle, when he sees a Christian marriage, this is what he sees. He sees his image demonstrated on the earth. Come on, can you give God a big hand for that? So what, y'all? So just stay right here. Y'all can get closer. Y'all can get closer. Watch. Well, just stay right here. Now, this is interesting. Watch. Remember this. The devil... Remember, God created Adam first. 
Adam named the animals. We don't know what else Adam did. You know, he's a man. He probably got lost all the time in the garden and, you know, trying to do something, trying to kill animals. God's like, no, you can only eat fruit. Get away. You know what? But remember this. Adam was on the earth for a long time and the enemy never tempted him. But when Satan, when the woman came, when there was a marriage and Satan saw the image of God in the earth, that's when he said, uh-uh, I can't have this. I've got to go on the attack. And that's why ever since the fall, we think of Genesis 3 as the fall of man. It wasn't just the fall of man. It was the fall of marriage. When Satan saw the image of God in the earth, remember, he hates God. He hates his image. When Adam was by himself, Satan left him alone. But as soon as the image of God was in the earth, Satan said, I cannot have that. Because if that is replicated and demonstrated in the earth, there is no way that I can push my evil plan forward. Come on, give my hand, everybody. Give my hand, give me. So what? So that's why since day one, what does the enemy do? He attacks marriage. Wow, what is the bigger purpose of marriage? What was God's original intent in marriage? What God wanted to do was to replicate and demonstrate his nature and his image in the earth so that he could build a godly civilization that would be whole, that would love one another, and that would glorify him in the earth. Do not be deceived. Marriage is not just for you. It's for God and his purposes. And so his image and nature. Oh, come on, somebody help me up in here. It's so his image and nature can be replicated and demonstrated in the earth. That's why there's so much about marriage in the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians 5, where it talks about what? I'm going to tell you a mystery. That the marriage, the Lord's institution, marriage between Christ and the church. You know, after the rapture, we're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Do you understand? We're, we're the bride of Christ. That's why Paul says, look, there's a mystery here. It's like a marriage. Christ in the church and a man and a woman. What's the mystery? They both serve the same purpose. To replicate and demonstrate the image and nature of God in the earth so that God's kingdom or God's family, you could say God's civilization, would expand. And that's why the enemy, since Genesis chapter three, he will do everything in his power to come against marriage. He will make it about you. He will make it about sexuality. He will, the culture, that when you take God out of the equation, that, that, that's the enemy's plan. If he can get God out of the equation, well, then anything goes. 
So don't be surprised, watch, when the enemy attacks your marriage. Don't be surprised when you see marriage continuing to be devalued and devalued and devalued and devalued and it's more romance and romance and romance and romance. Why? Because romance is about your feelings. It's about your emotions. If he can make it about you, then you don't give God a chance to come in. Real quick, Adam and Eve, come back up here real quick. Are y'all around? Real quick. Adam and Eve, back up here. And the worship team can come up now. Come on, give my hand one more time real quick. I'm gonna show you this, watch. Y'all stand right here. Stand right here. Adam and Eve. Okay, watch. When you bring God into your relationship, it's the image of God. And God's called us to replicate this. What? God in your marriage. Jesus in your marriage. A godly couple, a godly family. Why are we married? We're married for God. We're here to replicate and demonstrate God's image and nature on the earth. Watch, when you put God in your marriage, I, I like to do it like this. You see how God's holding it together? Now look, y'all try to, y'all look, like every couple does, y'all got mad at each other. He won't pick up his socks. Well, I don't know what you're doing, but you know, whatever. So watch, y'all try to pull apart from each other. But see, when God, it's not, when they understand it's not about them, it's not about God, they're yielding to God. Come on, God can hold this marriage together. But watch, watch. If it becomes about you and God comes out of the equation, who's there to hold it together? Now, if y'all start God's not there. And look, then the enemy can come in as a wedge and pull them apart. But, but come on, when you keep God first in your home, oh, y'all not going anywhere. Y'all messed up. I'm going to teach y'all how to forgive. Come on, now, the blood of Jesus is greater than anything. Come on, God can do it. Please ask you to bow your heads. Please, no one moving around. Only been here for I think an hour and two minutes just just tune in to me right now okay it's a very important time here's a couple of things I want to ask what I'm gonna ask right now every person in here first of all single people will you make the decision right now to bring God into your sexuality and to understand that your sexuality was created for God with every head bowed and every eye closed, just all my single people, just right now I want you to give your sexuality to God. Bring him into that area. If you've been doing things that you know are leading you to brokenness and not to wholeness, I need you to repent of those things and I need you to act, bring God in. Don't be ashamed. The blood of Jesus covers everything, but let's see, shame will make you run from God just like it made Adam run from God. I need you to hear the voice of the Lord today. 
that is saying, if you will let me into your sexuality, come on, God can heal you and God can make you whole. Come on, you do, do you believe that right now? So I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands or anything, but I, I just pray, Lord, over all of our single people, what they're dealing with. And God, I pray over our married people right now. If you're married, I need you to give your sexuality to God. If things have been going on that have been leading to brokenness, I need you to leave that at the cross right now. I need you to bring Jesus into your sexuality. I need you to bring Jesus into your marriage. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just bring you, Lord. We understand it's about replicating and demonstrating your image on the earth, Lord, that that's where the joy is. That's where the peace is. That is where the fulfillment is. Lord, is when you are in the center of our lives, when you are first in our marriage. Lord, right now we say that our sexuality is for you. And we surrender our sexuality to you, God, and we ask you to come in and heal us and help us in those areas that were broken. Lord, we want wholeness and freedom for our lives in every area. And God, we give our marriages to you right now. We ask you to come in. I hope that visual, you remember that. I want you to see God coming in and pulling you and your spouse together. You bring him in the middle, wherever you are right now. Lord, we just do that right now. Listen, I know, I know you don't have all the answers. I know there could be so much hurt and pain I don't want you to think about that. I just want you to surrender your marriage to God and bring him into the situation right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sin and covers us. Now I wanna ask this, with every head bowed, every eye closed, at all of our locations, if you just say, Stovall, I'm far from God today. I'm not, I'm not talking about you know, marriage or sexuality. I'm talking about your relationship with God. You know, Jesus wants you to be his bride. Jesus wants you in a relationship with him. And before you can experience any of the things I'm talking about today and God's peace and God's power and wholeness and all that, you have to make Jesus Lord of your life. So if you're here today or at any of our locations, I'm not asking if you're a Christian or not a Christian. You would just be honest and you'd say, Stovall, I'm far from God today. Maybe you've surrendered your life to Jesus at one time, but you've really drifted far from God. Or, or maybe you've, you've come to church some or whatever, but you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. I'm asking you to do that right now. So with every head bowed and every eye closed at all of our locations, if you need to if you need a fresh start with God, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus or you need to come back to a relationship with God, I want you to slip up your hand right now, wherever you are, I want you to raise it high. Yes, yes. Who else? Raise it high, raise it high. Don't be embarrassed. Raise it high. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. You can put them down right now. So here's what I wanna do. Right here at all of our locations, I wanna lead you in a prayer. Many, many people raised uh, their hands today. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer in church. I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer as well and help along many people who are praying a prayer like this for the very first time. Okay, you guys ready? Let's do this together. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you.
Jesus, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. Lord, I follow you from this day forward. I repent of my sin and I trust in you. Jesus, I thank you for forgiveness of all of my sins. I thank you for everlasting life. I thank you that today is a new day and a fresh start. I belong to you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.